0: Hey, guys, we're back with another episode of Just Context, Um, episode four. We have some wonderful information that we definitely want to cover this week. Um, I've been talking to Janelle and talking to my wife in some instance, and some of the information that I've listened to, I can say both of them have, as weight something in our hearts, or my heart, that I think we should put in context just so we can... um, I would say enlighten people or educate people are why people need to be educated about this process. So today, we're definitely going to put voting in context. What do you think, Janelle?
1: And, uh, you know, a little bit about the elections in the United States.
0: Um, Just a little bit, right?
1: Just a little bit. (laughs) 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 right now we're pretty much in the primary season so uh florida's primary um will take place on the 18th i believe um i believe early voting either has already started or will start tomorrow i think or um of course we have mail-in voting Mm. and that started a while back i mean Mail-in ballots, I think, got to everyone, like, three weeks ago, if not more. Um, so, yeah. What I want to do is go through a few of the things that are on the primary ballots, because um, the presidential election, obviously, everyone knows that's in November, um, you know, I suppose early voting will start in October, mail-in ballots will get to you probably by, you know, early October, somewhere around there, um, if not late September. And honestly, I hope that it gets here late September because I'm not looking forward to this whole um, thing that's going on with the post office and mail being delayed. So, yeah, let's see
0: how you say that, you know.
1: Yeah, let's just start there. Make sure that you fill out your mail-in ballots as soon as you get them, um, and mail them out ASAP, um, because the delays have already started. It's not just with your ballots. It's not just with, um, you know, anything related to the elections. It's everything. Every piece of mail is being delayed, um, and it will continue to be kind of like a snowball effect, um, in and through November. So, yeah, let's start there.
0: Um, I mean, you know, I'm I'm happy you said the the mailing voting because that's one thing that I've realized that we definitely have to put in context. Um, I've not to say this. Remember how we the president did his little interview, right? Uh, which I think was was I mean, in a sense, that's a whole other conversation. The one where he, I think, I guess it was like yesterday or two days ago, right. um, and HB, yes, the one that we were watching. Um, but the reason why I brought the mail-in voting up because one, of the, he wants to cancel the election based on this whole mail-in voting thing, because he's basically saying the voting is going to be rigged, right? And it can be rigged, and it's the fact that I've, and I'm just gonna say it's based on some of my small research. And based on some of the information that was provided in the interview, because it's I it's it's not us taking it out of context when the information was being used. Right. Um, In context, he said that he did do mailing voting. So I I question the process of why he why it wouldn't work for regular people. Right. But why it worked for for him, which is which is one. This is one of the reasons why I, I really want to bring this, this conversation up, too, is this, the fact that a lot of this, the people who is trying to stop the mailing voting um, is the same people who's been using it. Now, I do personally agree, because I want to put this back in context, in the sense that I am very nervous as an individual about mailing voting. Why? Because I think that a lot of people don't understand the process of how mailing voting works. And how to go to the proper channels just to make sure these information, um, is get, um, done, done properly. Um, especially when it comes to, I mean, I guess doing your census for your area, making sure that your, your proper information, like if you, if you move to another area make sure your driver's license information may be updated. So if you're going to be choose to do a mailing ballots or mailing voting that these informations are not being mailed to the wrong places, or if that's one, some of the things that they're planning on using, of why they're scared but I, that's one of the reasons why I want to bring that part up you know
1: yeah so definitely um, mail-in voting requires that your information and in your voting record is up to date um, through the DMV so that includes you know name um, address and your signature is a huge part of that as well um, because you have a signature it went on your driver's license um, I don't know about anyone else, but my signature has changed, I mean, a hundred times since I was (laughs) 16. Since I first got that driver's license and signed my driver's license, um, that signature is, it's, I mean, I don't know, just horrendous when I look back. (laughs) Just, Just like the picture, honestly. The picture is horrendous, too. Um... But my point is, is that they will very easily and quickly um, invalidate your ballot if it is mailed in with a signature that does not match your signature from the DMV, um, which causes a lot of people's ballots to be invalidated. So it's something that you should definitely um, make sure either that you're signing like your driver's license signature (laughs) or update your signature with the DMV. Um, I personally just try and, you know, copy my 18 year old signature. Um, I probably should not do that. I probably should be more responsible, (laughs) but um, you know, no one likes to go to the DMV. Absolutely no one. I mean, right now you can't even get an appointment with the DMV. Um, I don't know if you read that. There's an, an article about, Well, I mean, more than an article. I mean, my grandfather's been trying to get his um, driver's license renewed because it expired during the pandemic. And, oh, I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but during the lockdown. (laughs) And um, and he can't get an appointment. So um, apparently people are still getting tickets for expired driver's license, even though they can't get an appointment to the DMV. Um, Don't ask me how that works. Like, how does the state give a ticket for an expired driver's license when the state is not providing appointments to uh, get new licenses. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. We're not speaking about that today. That's right. Uh, yeah. So back to the context, make sure that your voter registration is up to date and your signature is up to date um, if you are participating in mail-in voting.
0: So do you think that there could be, there could be something, um, well, and I would say this, I did know when the, they had the Democratical Convention, um, they tried to do something um, electrical there that they had some issue with. But I feel like if based on the mailing voting, there could be, I, I feel like in the time frame how we're worrying about this now, when I felt like this could have been addressed a couple of years ago. And I'm not not to put this this part in any political party, Right. Because I guess it's well, not to say this, because not saying I I hear Democratic Party pushing it more that they want to use it. And I also heard the Republicans who says that they don't like it, but they've been using it for such a long time, which is so contradictory. But it it pushes my mind to what the whole idea is, the whole stent is, is that is the pandemic used as an issue to to delay the election process, because based on the fact that the president himself um, said that, he would prefer to delay the, the election based on mail in ballots because it will take forever for one to count all the votes that's his first issue and two that there'll be multiple different people based on how the information is verified which i think that you kind of answered based on how the signature may change but what signature they'll decide to use you know what i mean so those are those are are, are different verifications but understand is like I feel like based on what we're going and this is the reason why it's so important to vote, guys, um, and make sure that you're, you're I want to see your, your your personal agenda, because that sounds selfish. But sometimes you have to be a little bit selfish, not to be taken out of context. Right. And your choices of who you vote for or what you stand for or what you're doing, because these these things do affect your community and your area, your leaders. Right. Because I have somebody who lives in my area and I don't want to say, OK, I guess I'm sounding selfish because that's my personal view. Um, she's running for mayor. But I look at how these things affect individuals and where do we lie? How, how do we move forward from this? Because, yes, this is an issue this election right now. But it is not to take it out of context, put it back in context, is that if we don't try to fix this now, it's going to happen another four years. Because we don't know what may happen again. We, or we're not in a pandemic. We may not even have an election for another year, two, three years with this narrative. We may not say I'm I'm trying to tell anybody that, you know, it's anti-Trump or whatever. But we may be stuck with our current president for another couple of years based on what is going on right now. Right? So I feel like um, on the the stand of freedom and liberty, this is something that we definitely have to figure out before November. You know what I mean?
1: So, here's the thing. Um, Just to backtrack a little bit on what you were saying. Um, The Republicans have an issue with mail-in voting. Um, You know, for the most part, because of who's in office, right? Um, Trump has an issue with mail-in voting, even though he votes... Through the mail um however he doesn't have an issue with mail-in voting for certain states florida included um i think all of it is really just you know him trying to get reelected in any form uh, or fashion and i'm not saying that i completely disagree with the fact that uh mail-in voting has holes it um definitely has issues because we've never utilized mail-in voting to this extent previously. Um, however, the voting process on a whole um, can be looked at as needing uh, revamping. Um, I have, you know, my, my aunt was uh, an election worker, I want to say something like 10 years ago. Um, not to say that, you know, the, the process has probably, you know, not been streamlined and, and, um, worked through right since then, but there were definitely issues at that point with ballots being lost. And, um, I don't want to say hidden, I'm not accusing anything of it. I mean, anyone of anything, um, but if we think that the elections process is entirely fair, and if we think that every vote um, is going to be um, attributed to the election, uh, we're, we're naive. I mean, that goes for any election. That's not just this election, right? Um, there's there's a, a, a way to do it that is um, outright, where you're completely stealing an election. Um, and then there's, you know, other ways where it's kind of just like people don't really want to put the work in, um, election workers are volunteers, they don't get paid. Um, Mm. so, you know, volunteers, whether they want to, you know, be there and, and are interested in the cause, like every person has their, you know, I don't really want to do the work. (laughs) I don't really, um, you know, I'm, I'm tired. I, like, I, I don't want to go through that extra, you know, stack of ballots or whatever the case is, right? So there's always going to be little holes here and there. I think that with the mail-in voting at this point, um, because it's going to be such a huge number, um, I think. Yeah, I think it is definitely um, needed because of the pandemic. Um, I can tell you for sure that I am not going to stand up in any line to vote for anyone, um, even in the the situation that we're in. I would love to see nothing more than Trump being booted out of office, right? Um, but I am not going to go and stand up in a line, in the middle of a pandemic, yeah, with you know hundreds, if not more, people standing on top of me, basically. <laughs> I'm not. And,
0: and you know, people are not going to be social distancing in that moment. Yeah. And um, I've, if you've, if, I mean, for anybody who's ever been to a, I mean, an election, right, or where you go and vote a voting a voting center, voting area, um, you have the the group of people who has their signs. Right. Who's like, yo, vote for my group. And then the other people who's like voting for their group and the other individuals who's trying to pass out their cards like, hey, I'm on the ballot. Vote for me too, vote for my cause. So there's there's a lot that that is at stake. And um, I think this brings brings even other than from the mailing voting general, something that I, I guess I'm going to touch on a little bit later as well is how people get to choose who, who they vote for, how they're going to be able to understand what their candidates stand for is. But this process, I, I do feel, needs to get, I would say, revamped because I, I guess everybody's using the word defund in in, a different, in, in, such a, in such a strong way when I feel like instead of sometimes stuff being defund, it needs to get um, reestablished, right? And this is something that they do need to look into. And I feel like we do have time. Um, technology is a crazy thing. They could fix this before, before um, November
1: that technology won't be a part of this but um as much as we might need it uh i can also tell you right now that trump will not be a part of fixing it he will complain about it <laughs> mm. um, but he will not be a part of fixing it so i mean i feel like we just kind of have to work with what we have at this point and regardless of whether um votes are uh, counted not counted um you know, invalidated because of whatever reasons. Um, we need to make the effort, regardless. Um, whatever is gonna happen after that point is—it's kind of like you know we did our best. Um, but I definitely feel like with all the the issues surrounding this election, um, it's not—it's uh, not really an option to not vote. Um, as far as the elections process itself it definitely has work that needs to get done but as I said right now it's a matter of working with what we have there's only a few more months left um until the election and I don't really see anybody attempt gonna gonna be attempting to revamp it especially Trump in a situation where um he's at stake right now so You can definitely see the difference between um, government-funded organizations and um, volunteer organizations when they have had this administration overseeing them. Uh Um, So even in the event that somebody decides to step in and say, hey, um, let's see if we can get something done with this... uh, he can't win either way in this situation because everyone will look at him and say, "Whatever you did, somehow rigged the election." And I'm not saying that he's above it. <laughs> I'm not saying he's above it at all. Um, just his comment about how Florida is safe for mail-in voting when no one, when when nowhere else is, um, kind of tells me everything I need to know because they have a we, you know, it's a it's a good um, governor that that we have in Florida. Um, I have been here for a very long time, so I know that uh, things like recounts do happen, as did uh, the recount in Bush B. Gore um, back in, what, 2000? So I know that um, it's very possible for an election to get stolen. And I think that if he were to attempt to try to revamp the elections process and try to revamp um, the voting process right now, it wouldn't look good on him. Um, So I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not blaming him for not trying to revamp it. (laughs) Um, I don't know that I can see any organization um, currently that would be, that could be responsible for revamping the system before the elections and the entire country not feeling like the elections were stolen.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So, um, you know. It's it's a, a sucky situation, but the pandemic came out of nowhere, and it's just where we're at right now. Um, on top of the fact that this is where we're at right now, I feel like this is where we're gonna be heading in the future. I mean, it's twenty twenty, and and we you know still have to stand up in line to vote.
0: Mm, there goes the big question.
1: We still have to miss work and school to vote, so <laughs> um, I think that this is is good practice. I think that this is you know a a great thought provoking issue um that could potentially help the elections process to be moved forward technologically i just don't think it will happen this year
0: i i definitely agree and i you said something Janelle, that did stand out when you talk about the it is a two-sided sword for him and and i i i do agree in why he probably shouldn't touch it and would not want to touch it because for one if he touches it and he wins it's going to say he rigged he rigged it right If he touches it and he loses it, it's going to be saying that um,
1: they Mm. found some
0: way to hack it. Right. And that's one of the reasons why he um, he was able to lose. So it is a two sided sword. But I guess this brings me to one of my the the question I really want. I really want to talk about is how would you be able to choose um, for future references, people you decide to vote for, especially not just for the presidential election? In local office, because one of the biggest things I've come to realize is that a lot of people only just show up, I would say, just for the big general election, right? When it's um, Democrat versus Republican for who's being president. But a lot of people is definitely not looking into their local areas, their, their local candidates. And this goes for both Republicans and Democrat, because as Democratical people know, Republicans know um, you have seasons politicians, right, whose narrative is for them to be in power and it's not benefiting their area. And, I mean, you, they know who they are. Not not to say I'm going to go down a list of names and, and be the finger pointer, not to take them out of context, but to put it in context is the fact that it, how do people get to identify? And I do know that, you know you have a very extensive way of how you look into, I guess, your local candidates um not just at the the major level at the presidential but i would say even at even down at the the minor levels as well into what they're here what do they stand for even though you may be the party that i agree with but are you the individual from the party that i agree with who is going to be um demonstrating this what i what i would say will be beneficial to me my community and my family
1: right so um i mean Just like you said, people need to start realizing who they're voting for. For the simple fact that we all, for some reason, you know, line up every four years to vote for a president. Um, Just, I don't know, feeling like and thinking that the president of the United States is the be-all and end-all. He's the magician, he's the magic worker that will solve all of our problems, and (laughs) he's the only one that matters. Um, And then, you know local politicians end up completely screwing us over and in the end you you know you get upset and say oh well you know this person was corrupt and but did you line up in the primaries did you vote for anyone in the primaries did you um attempt to even figure out who was running in the primaries um so let's use the pandemic right now for um context right now we've had Uh, different counties throughout Florida um, decide that we are either on lockdown, we are supposed to be, you know, uh, under stay at home orders. And then there are counties that have decided against it. Um, so my county was under a stay at home order for a very long time. Um, That's because my mayor (laughs) um, had, you know, the wherewithal to say, hey, this is a dangerous situation. People need to stay home. Right. Um, We definitely had other politicians in other areas of Florida who decided, no, no, this is not that serious. Like you guys can move out, you know, however you want to. So at the end of the day, when you look back and you realize that some counties, mayors dealt with it. Um, the right way or the wrong way or, you know, whatever your opinion is on this, um, you can then say, hey, this is a person that we need in office, right? This is how this person dealt with it. Because from the very top, our governor has um, not really given much leadership on the pandemic, Um, just like our president. Uh, I think that they've kind of been in this uh, loop of, you know, let's just see what happens. Um, And let's just blame everyone else for anything bad that happens. So, um, especially Ron DeSantis. I mean, the man went through, you know, jumped through hoops to blame um, field workers, Hispanic field workers, for the spike in numbers of COVID cases. I don't even know how he got through that hoop. I don't even know where the hoop came from. Um, But, you know. He did his best to blame everyone else instead of uh, blaming himself for not providing the guidance um, and the leadership to say, hey, everyone in this state needs to wear masks or everyone in this state needs to stay the hell home. Or, um, you know, these are the the rules for companies or organizations and their employees or whatever the case is. Right. Um, Everyone locally was in charge of figuring out what their counties and their cities were going to be doing. So that's just one simple example of how your local politicians are really the ones that you're looking for, uh, looking to for leadership. Um, The ones that really have a say over your your immediate life, your daily life, um, are local. And people don't even know who the heck their local politicians are. Mm, That's correct. Uh, people don't even know who the heck our state representatives are. So, you know, the people that you send off into Congress to vote for things for our state, you don't know who they are. Um, so let's start there. Like I said, the primaries are around the corner. I pulled up a sample ballot and I'm just going to give a run through of things that I thought of when it came to voting. So... Um for context as i said before i am a lawyer so there are people on the ballot that i know professionally um personally <laughs> if i know you professionally and i know you to be uh you know a good stand up person um i've maybe uh been across from you in a case before whatever the case is i will probably vote for you that's just me um I don't, I'm not advocating that as a great basis on choosing people. I mean, you know, people generally vote for who they know and who they're comfortable with. So (laughs) that's just me, like I said. So first of all, we have state attorney. So our circuit is, um, it has two candidates, um, for the primary, uh, for my party. So I'm a registered Democratic voter. Um... I will also say that even though I am a Democrat, um, I don't always vote for Democrats. <laughs> so when it comes to the presidential election, um, I vote for who I think is sorry, not, not, not just the president, um, yeah. but you know the election and uh, Congress and whatever, whoever else um, that gets voted for. I vote for who I think is the best candidate, of course, for the primaries. Um, in case you didn't know, the primaries, um, once you're registered as either a Democrat or Republican, you you may only vote for people in your party during the primaries. So we have Catherine Fernandez-Rundle, who is the current state attorney, versus Melba per- Pearson. So Catherine Rundle has been the state attorney for a long time now. I don't even know how many years she's been um, state attorney. And she's, you know, not been voted out. I, I think last election, she didn't even have anyone running against her. Um, she's just been there. So recently, there were local ads about, um, you know, police brutality in Miami and the fact that Miss Catherine Rundle has never, <laughs> um, you know, stated by herself. She said this out of her own mouth. She has never prosecuted a police officer for police brutality. Um, police brutality is one of my, you know, close to my heart topics. Um, I've had situations in the past where I had to watch people that I know be brutalized by police. And I personally have never had these issues, but I don't like seeing it. And I don't think that it should be a thing. Um, I don't understand how, regardless of whether you're the state attorney's office, and, and, and for a further context, state attorney's offices um, usually uh, share buildingslash office space with some police departments that are close or in the courthouse. Um, whether you're close to them or not, whether you work with them daily or not, whether you see them in a lunchroom or in the courthouse, Um, whether you see them when you're going into work, I don't understand how you can stand for, you know, the, the state for the people essentially, um, and have never prosecuted a police brutality case. I understand, um, you know, if it had, if it had been a a statement of, you know, attempted prosecutions and, Um, Maybe there were no convictions. I would quicker understand that statement um, because I know that it is pretty difficult um, to prosecute a a police officer, especially with our local rules. But she just flat out didn't. Mm. That was definitely the the deciding factor for me. I don't even need to know who the hell Melba Pearson is. And I don't. (laughs) I don't. Um, I just know that Mrs. Rundle is not going to be state attorney if I have anything to say about it. Um, and if she wanted me to have more to say about it, she probably should have done her job effectively. Moving on, we have circuit judge. So this was another, um, just like what I was talking about earlier. I actually know, um, one of the candidates who's running for circuit judge, um, I have seen her in court before when um, I was working at the children's court, and so this was kind of an easy decision for me. I'm not even gonna, <laughs> um, I'm not even gonna bother like you know attempting to reason it out because there was really no reasoning except that I know her. Um, so let's move on. <laughs> um, circuit judge again for a different group. So for this, it's. A simple, you know, Google search will tell you things that you that you need to or want to know about the person. Um, Generally, judges um, or judgeships, they're supposed to be nonpartisan. Judges aren't really supposed to declare uh, whether they're Democratic or Republican. Um, It will come out in their record. It will likely come out in in their rulings. It will likely come out, um, you know, in in other ways. (laughs) But... For the most part, if you don't know anything about the judge that's up for election, start with a simple Google search. Google their names, um, you know, look at their pictures, look at what they stand for. Maybe even Google the term, um, you know, the person's name and scandal. Or Google the person's name and record. Mm. Because a judge's record um, It's not necessarily going to be, you know, every case that they've ever decided is just, you know, there for you to read. A lot of judges end up in media for their cases. And so you'll have, you know, local newspapers that will write articles about their cases and about why they're significant to, you know, either the community or or something that's huge that they're deciding And when you Google things like that and you get to read up on, you know, whether they've ever had any issues with corruption, whether they've ever been investigated, um, whether they ever had a case that they, you know, ruled in a certain way that was overturned, Um, the appellate court saw the ruling and decided that it was completely wrong and they gave reasons for it being wrong. Um, These are always, you know, for me, good eye openers. Not only do you get to see the person, you get to see kind of what they stand for. And a lot of times judges will end up themselves being in the media. So they'll get interviewed and say, you know, certain things about their cases. For example, one of the judges on the ballot, um, when I Googled him and his record, he had an article about a case that he was judging that person used the stand your ground defense. Everyone in Florida knows what the stand your ground defense is because George Zimmerman used it. Everyone knows who George Zimmerman is if you live in Florida. <laughs> so and I mean, if you live in you know the country, pretty much, you know who the heck George Zimmerman is. Um, this judge decided that a black man, you know, used the stand your ground defense. Um, he did not give the reason that he was a black man, um, but he decided against it and the appellate court overturned him. He then went on to do an interview and basically stated that he felt that the appellate court made a mistake and he felt like he was right. So not only did you decide something that, you know, you shouldn't have decided because obviously the appellate court overturned you, but you also doubled down on that wrong decision and decided to say you were right to begin with. To me, that was a ding, ding, ding. You're a damn racist. Cool. Moving on you're not getting my vote. (laughs) Um, So, you know, those are just uh, some of the judges. I'm not going to go through all of the judges on the the ballot. So let's move on to um, the mayor. So this one, I think, should be pretty easy for people once they start Googling. Um, You Google, you know, all of the mayoral candidates and you'll see what they're running on. You'll see their platforms. You'll see um, a little bit about what they stand for. You'll even see things like, you know, in our city, a mayor who is running for re-election after not being in office for a good, you know, 10, 20 years. This man was our mayor back in, you know, the 90s. He disappeared off the scene, Um, he decided to be a real estate investor, and then he came back in 2020 to say, I want to be mayor again. Um, I'm richer now, I have more experience now, (laughs) let me be mayor again. Um, I know that a lot of people have short term memory when it comes to stuff like this, but I remember this man being corrupt. I remember, um, you know, articles being written about him and the way that he dealt with things about his corruption. I remember um, other politicians who are in his party who called him the most corrupt person they had ever dealt with in politics, okay? Uh, But yet, you'll still see people that want to vote for this man, and it's beyond me. But my point is, is that it should be easier as a local person to figure out who your mayoral candidates are on the ballot, just by simply Googling, just by simply having an air out to the streets, because these people, um, for the most part, they go hard when it comes to elections and um, just getting their name out there. Because, I mean, obviously, if you don't have your name out in the the local cities, counties, um, you're not going to get elected. Right, um, for me, I googled everybody. I saw Twitter accounts. I saw Instagram accounts. Um, I mean, like I, I go hard. <laughs> I research everybody. I want to know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one candidate who completely turned me off because the minute that I looked on her Twitter. All of her tweets were just based on bashing one of the other candidates. It, w- it wasn't a, a situation where it's like, this is what I'm gonna do for you. And this is you know, how I'm gonna help the city. It was like, this person is definitely not it. They screw up on everything. Look at the stupid crap that they're doing. And I was like, how is this helping you? Like, <laughs> how is this helping you to be elected when people still don't know who the heck you are and what you stand for because all you have to say is that person isn't it but why are you it so it's really just a matter of doing your research it's really just a matter of googling um you know just looking into the people that are on the ballot and this should obviously be done beforehand you should not be going to um you know stand up in the line to vote and not know what names are on the ballot it this is you know, way too important to just wing it. Um, You know, make your list and have your list ready on your phone or whatever the case is that, you know, of names that you know that you're going to vote for. Um, Another, uh, I guess, office that's being ran for is property appraiser. Mm. So the two candidates for property appraiser, did you have something to say?
0: No, no, no. I'm just... Because it's not even to have something to say, you know, it's the fact that we're going through these these areas and it started to to be eye opener, especially for, for, I wouldn't say just for me, because I would, I, you know, me and Chanel, we have you in our lives. So when it comes to a lot of these things, we will go over to, it together, even though you will hear something that that will probably strike out at you and then you will share it. So it definitely works in that sense, in what we're trying to accomplish, in in how we view stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, we would agree to disagree in 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 a lot of sense. But to watch you go through these areas is is proving more and more why it's in it is so important to vote, and why it's so important for you to for you to know the areas about what's going on and what does it stand for, how it benefits you, especially when you when you when you kind of not not to backtrack. When you talk about the, the, the lady from the local office who's never prosecuted a police or police brutality, like um, I would say this as a black man, um, not not to just paint a narrative of just the black life matters or or, you know, blue life matters narrative, which whichever one want to prove for somebody who's been harassed or been stopped by the police and and been um, affiliated in 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 different ways. It's a very hard field to know that, especially if you've been treated, treated wrongly and. You're looking for your state, or your state legislative, or your, the people who technically is put in place to to be at you call, or your helping call when you call them. Is there like, oh, I'm not here to help you. So if I, if you're not here to help me, and I'm just one individual, I'm not going to speak for myself. How many other people who who gone through the same situation are through the same keyhole, looking for justice, and now it's being detained, and now we're in a society in an era where we're seeing. um, because I, I don't want to say all cops are bad, because I do know some good cops. So I, I, I shot I Officer Fang out in, in multiple times. But to, to realize that you're not here to save the people, you're more to me, you're more here to detain the people, right? Because this is all it's gonna do. It's more like you're you're stifling people's voices. But it's it's just it's such an eye opener. But I would like to make sure I throw that in there, not to take it out of context, but that's for my mental space and my emotion to be back in context.
1: Yeah, you, you looked a little bit too excited when I when I said that. So I was like, what, what's going on over there? <laughs> um, right, so back at it, property appraiser. So there are two candidates for property appraiser. One of them, he, he's been the property appraiser for like a good 20 years. And I think people are really comfortable with him and people trust him. And um, I think those are really great qualities to have um, when you're you know, running for office and when you're in office, right? You always want to be able to trust the people that you're working with. You always want to have a good rapport with them. Um, however, he is running against somebody who is his employee. Um, she's worked for him (laughs) for a while now and neither of them have anything bad to say about the other. Um, But the perk to me that she has going for her is that she wants to modernize the property appraiser's office. He's an older gentleman, and um, technology is super important to me. (laughs) Technology, I think, is, you know, the way of the future for everyone. And I think that government offices and government entities generally are really slow moving and um you know don't really do things the way that you want them to do it because they lack technology and efficient and effective technology at that um so something that she wants to implement if she becomes property appraiser is that technological aspect to the office um to me That kind of sold me. Um, I can only hope that, you know, working under this man um, has taught her everything that she needs to know, because I know that I've worked for people, um, you know, for much shorter periods of time and just, you know, soaked up everything that I needed to know and was able to kind of move on my own. So I can only hope that she is just that, but with a more modern twist to her. Um... You know, that's just my personal views. But all of this was learned by Googling their names, simply Googling their names. Articles started coming out. You know, this is what's going on. This is the office that's being ran for. These are the people who's running. These are their comments on each other. Um, It's really a simple process if you just take the time to look into things. Um, School board member is another thing. For, you know, different districts, certain school boards, uh, they have openings, They're trying to replace people, whatever the case is. Um, So for this district, there are three people who are running for the same seat. And again, Googling names, articles come up and the the article sometimes will even do your job for you. And they just literally list the candidates and start listing out their pros and cons start listing out, you know, who they are, what their platform is, uh, what their backgrounds are, what their professional histories are. Um, You'll get to see their pictures, you'll get to see, okay, they went to this school, they have a degree in this. Um, And so that's what I I did. And, you know, for me, I chose the person that looked like they have the most amount of experience dealing with children. Um, They have the most uh, degrees that directly relate to dealing with children. Um, they've done the most amount of work to me that will tell me that they know how children think and they know how to deal with children. That was just me. Um, Another office, and I think this is the last one on this ballot, was community council. So for this one, I did another Google search. (laughs) And I looked up their names and I ended up finding somebody who actually, um, he lives very close to me. Um, and that will come up like I said in a Google search. Community council generally it's it's you know people in your area who are put in place to say, hey, this is what the, the area needs. This is what the neighborhood needs. This is you know what the people are asking for. Um, a couple of the of the you know candidates didn't really uh, strike me as uh, special. And then I saw this person who's running for community council who, literally lives on the street behind mine and I I thought to myself you know he lives here (laughs) he literally lives here he knows what we need he knows what we want as you know a community as a neighborhood as an area um to be able to uh advocate for the things that we need in this neighborhood so to me that's what got my vote in that um instance like I said, everyone's gonna have their own uh, reasons for voting for people. Everyone's gonna, you know, look at their own factors when it comes to voting for people. Um, but the simplest thing to do is Google search, see what articles come up, see what media surrounds the candidates, um, and make your decision based off of that. If you don't know the person, if you haven't, you know, seen them out or talked to them, because a lot of these candidates will have events in the neighborhood. Um, a lot of up to the elections, you can, you can find them in the streets, uh, simply just speaking to people, speaking to the community because they want to be elected because they want to let, you know, this is why I'm running. Um, you know, for our city, it's huge. So that doesn't always happen. You don't always run into the politicians, but your best bet, like I said, is to Google.
0: I mean, Google is your friend, right? (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, as I said, I guess, I guess that's where it's it's been it's it's hit it on the head. Um, use the hammer to hit the nail on the head. Um, where we comes with the information? Um, information is vast. I will see how vast it is, but I would like to say, um, society itself it's vast, and if you're not trying to be vast and keep up with what's going on and how to strengthen your areas, because you said you said something that that that's very strong. And about one of the candidates is like you're instead of you giving us the opportunity to see how you can better our area or improve it. You're sitting here bashing somebody else. And that goes that goes into I I would say this is one thing that I strongly believe in. Um, I I guess this is because of of my wife is I love having positive people around. You know what I mean? And if you really don't really want to have someone too negative in a situation. Yes, I would like someone who's optimistic. Because you have to be open-minded. Um, but for, for, the, for you to be spent there trying to badger somebody, and this is what, this, I will say this, these are some of the tactics that, that I do see our current president use that I do not agree with. And I don't feel like you guys gotta, has to, to bash anybody to show that stuff for better. There's ways, there, I feel like there's, there, there's different ways to get your point across, right? But these are the reason why people shouldn't and need to go out and vote. You need to research your candidate. You need to research the areas that's very important to you, especially when you talk about your school board. I mean, as a somebody with with kids, I have three kids, and to to look into who's going to be a part of the school board is this person educational field benefits the school board for one, two does it, is it going to benefit my kids and what what I'm trying to instill for them to be um, a better, brighter um, civilian for their nation. So it takes time and effort for you to go through these things. And, yes, I'm happy you said it, Janelle. It's not something that you should wait for. Oh, I'm going to walk down into the line and wait for someone to hand me their car. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Johnny. And for you to realize it's, you know what I mean? Oh, I I, I got you. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay. Oh, or you saw you saw Brett. And Brett is out. I'm like, yo, you remember Marcy? And I don't know Marcy. Yo, vote for Marcy, bro, because she, she's a homie. But you can be out there right researching this information right to make sure that it 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 supports your environment so i i strongly agree on these things getting done i strongly agree on on the vote because for one i hate people saying oh my voice is not being heard because i would say this as as a as i don't want to use the term black man because i don't want to feel like it's just black men whose voices are not heard as people who feel like they don't know how to get their point across right in all in all spaces this this is how you do get your point across right and this is how this is the this these are the, are the one area where you can't look at me as an individual and say be quiet no at this point I can speak like I can speak and I can speak boldly to get my point across because this benefits me this is what I do and this is what I stand for and that goes for whichever republican democrat or independent for whatever part you stand because that's what it's supposed to do. So I wanna make sure that we're in context saying this. Like, please go out and vote. Please make sure your voice is being heard. Don't be stifled. Um not just don't just wait for the presidential election, right? Because there's there's stuff like the electoral colleges, because as you can tell, um we're gonna use this we're gonna we're gonna take this out of context or even put it back into context. Um the president didn't win the people's vote. He won the electoral vote, right? So, who are your people who's who is in your electoral college? How do they benefit you? How did they get in get in their position to use your voice to put, to cut to cast their narrative? How did who put them there? What part did you play? Or what part did you not play in putting them there to get your point out? So, these are the things that. I wanted, I wanted to make sure that we get across. And as you can say, we didn't wait for the night before election, guys. Be like, hey, guys, go out and vote. No, we want to make sure we tackle this up early so people can understand, like, look, go do your research. Take Not saying I'm saying take forever, but take some time to learn about the candidates. For one, I mean, I, I know know I've heard me say it and I'm speaking about my voice. There's, I want to make sure that there's nobody in my area that's supporting pedophilia, because I'm, I'm burning out all pedophiles. You know what I mean? And that's just to take me out of context. But to put back in context, I want somebody who's going to be in my area, in my judicial system, who's going to be like, no, right? These people need to, to be out. This is what needs to be inside. Of, is it common core or is it not common core? Um, can, my, can my child use long division or short division? Like, let's, let's, let's put somebody in place who's going to fight the narrative that, that we need, that we need in place I mean- on the smaller levels because they do count.
1: We're already seeing how important things like this are with even just the argument of whether our children should go back to school or not. Do you know that there are so many school boards across the state that are fighting having to go back? Because not only are they looking out for the the students, but for the actual teachers, for the actual employees. They've actually gotten together and formed organizations to try to fight this in court. So, and not just in court, but also, you know, speaking to other politicians that are higher up, like our governor and, you know, other, other politicians. But people like this are essentially our voice in the local community. And when we don't vote for them and we don't figure out who we want to vote for, things like this happen and we have no say in it, and then we get frustrated.
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: So, um, yeah, I mean all of it is very important and all of it is important to research and find out, even just to find out what these people's jobs are, (laughs) Mm. like what do they do? You know, what, how do they help you and why should you vote for them? Right. Um, there's another, um, I guess, uh, situation where a lot of people don't even reach out to their representatives and to me that's such a mistake i mean you have literally direct access to them when people say hey call your representatives today i mean it's not like it's not like you're you're you know calling the the Corporate headquarters for McDonald's, like these are people in your area. <laughs> like, like we're not calling Seattle here. Like, these people are, should be doing what you want them to be doing. They need to hear your voices as well. So, when things in the area happen that bother you, or that you feel need to be done differently, or that you feel you need adequate representation on when it comes to um, Congress in your state. Your, your personal House of Representatives in your state, these are things that you need to do. You need to pick up the phone and call your representative's office. You need to figure out, first of all, who your representative is. And when I tell you that they are actually willing to listen and to help, I mean, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Um, I personally work in immigration and sometimes when I have problems getting stuff done, uh, you know, abroad um, at embassies or, you know, whatever in other countries, you call your representative and you say, Hey, check on this for me because I'm not getting anywhere. Like they're not answering my emails, they're not answering my calls. Like, can you do something? And best believe, you know, give it a few days or <laughs> you're gonna get an answer.
0: It's either these, a yes or a no.
1: These are your people to utilize in that way, and people just ignore it.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. a definite. now, Janelle. Just just before we 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 snatch up this week's episode. Can I take something out of context for a little bit? Let's do it. Okay. Um I know I know we're 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 very much based in the Americans and we just talked about some um American on politics. I do wanna talk about a little thing. I just wanna say this. I strongly believe in the country of Jamaica that people should be able to grow their hair. Um for religious belief from preference in the fair locks. I don't think that it's you know, it, that's why I'm taking out of context. It, it doesn't towards your education. But I do want to make sure I put something from my stance on it. And that's something that they, they need to rule on. I'm not sure what Jamaica is doing about it. I, I, do, I do feel like they need to do something right. But if they just leave it up in limbo, the place is going to go crazy. But I do want to take something out of context just for a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, my stance on that is um, not even about locks. It's about the fact that uh any government funded school should not have the right to parent children. Oh. Uh, you are not a child's parent. You are there to provide education and some form of uh, foundation for the children. Um, if I choose what my child's hairstyle is going to be fake or not colored or not, um, you shouldn't have a right to tell me anything. The government should not be stepping in on raising anyone's child. That is my personal take on it. Um, so but,
0: we took that out of context, right?
1: You know <laughs> I'm a little bit liberal in that sense.
0: <laughs> well, I mean that's that's why we we're able to do to do these things. Now, um to put things back in context, guys, um just in any situation you have, just so we just because we took the Jamaican thing about the locks out of context if you do feel like anything that's in your area locally that needs to get changed or if your your form of government or legislative is not fitting your narrative please go out and vote right this is what your voice is there for um, before we go general is there anything you like to put or take out of context
1: yeah. done enough talking my throat hurts <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right guys so as you can see um, we put, make sure we put voting in context for you guys. So, guys, as you know the routine, I'm going to need you to go ahead and listen, like, and subscribe and share. We need to go ahead and listen to this episode. Just Context. We out. Peace.